0: Right. Welcome to the Fuzz Club and today we are talking about Hayes Maze and Blinded by the Wicked which came in at number six on our top albums of 2022 episode so we're excited to talk about it a little bit and we're doing things a little bit different on this episode we're talking with Ludwig from Hayes Maze here in the first half of the episode and then we'll get back to our regular Fuzz Club discussion around the album and stuff so uh, Blake and Ludwig thanks for being here to chat about the album thanks for having me yeah so like I said this came in at number six it was a great great album and uh, one of those albums that I was happy to dive into for this episode and and explore a little bit more I was aware of your albums prior to this but this one this one really kind of blew me away it was it was it was great thank you appreciate it Um. There's also been a recent announcement about your hiatus yeah. or <laughs> whatever whatever you want to call it as a band. I would call it a um, uh,
1: a break, but uh, right. we don't know when to start again. So' We're at di- different points in our life at the moment, and we need to just take a step back and focus on
0: uh, what's really important. Sure. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. When you were going in to record this album, were you aware of that break coming up going into it, or was that something that came no. out later?
1: No, that was later. Okay, much later. So yeah,
0: yeah, we went in. We went into the studio with.
1: Uh, we've always been a, uh, a bit between a rock and a hard place when it comes to finding time, because uh, Estefan has been always been living in Stockholm, which is an hour from our rehearsal space. And uh, I w- I've always been slammed with work. And uh, the only one that has had time on his hands is Nils. But, uh, yeah, time changed. I had two kids now, so I got to prioritize. And, uh, but uh, maybe in the future. We don't know. Sure. We still so hang know. out. We still hang out, and we're friends, so there's nothing good like uh, a fight or anything in in the band so to say that's good you're not you're not Fleetwood with mac no (laughs) no we're not we're not not kiss we're not kiss so
0: yeah (laughs) so you didn't know that there was going to be a break so going into this you know it was just business as usual um, yeah. wh- what was it about what was different about recording this album anything I mean to me it, it sounds a, a little different than at least your last album but was there anything in different in your eyes as far as like the writing recording anything like that uh, we had a different
1: idea when we were writing the, this album we wanted to to find uh, something new we've always been uh, interested in progress and, and uh, seeing what we can do differently from the fir- previous album uh, so this album we recorded. We've always been uh, tuning down one half step for each album, so <laughs> we're down at C with this album, C standard. And uh, we introduced the organ as well, mm-hmm. um, and some some minor differences uh, we thought, but the overall sound came out pretty different from the previous albums. Yeah, yeah. So we were I love that.
2: I love that touch of the organ. Where, where did, where did that idea come from?
1: I mean, we've all, all of us are fans of seventies rock music. Yeah. So, I mean, The Purple, Uriah Heap, all of that. Uh, we're not uh, great players, <laughs> but we can make <laughs> sounds. I guess that, uh, that's important.
2: Yeah, that's that's definitely the most important part. I mean, what. I, I don't know. I think virtuosity only gets you so far. It's the creativity that really takes you uh, yeah. to, to another level. You know, I mean, you I've guys are, even... are all very virtuosic musicians, but no, uh, you're, you're creative. <laughs> <laughs> to me, to me, you well, thank are. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
0: and, I, I felt like I felt like it was subtle enough to to really add like a nice layer to the music, where it wasn't like this overwhelming, like weird. New instrument being introduced or anything it was just like this like nice layer added and i I appreciate that I'm not always a fan of of some of that stuff like keys and organs and that kind of stuff and I felt like the amount of it used and how it was used and stuff was like it was perfect for me
1: <laughs> thank you that was, that was the goal to yeah. just have some some other dimension to the music make it yeah. a, a, another depth uh, but I think it was fitting we didn't overuse it as well we just used it on yeah. a couple of songs. Sure. You've always been joking around about adding different stuff like trumpets and whatnot
0: to the next album. But uh, the organ was enough. So I, I've heard nothing but amazing things about this album uh, for good reason. Were there any second thoughts about uh, the the break after this album came out and, and hearing all the uh, good reviews and accolades and, and whatnot from it? Yes and
1: no. Uh, <laughs> of course, it was bittersweet. Uh, yeah. We were decided, so it was no turning back like that. But sure. but uh, when we saw after we did the gigs uh, that Heavy Psych uh, arranged in uh, Switzerland and it was Winterthur in Salzburg. I don't remember the countries at the moment. <laughs> but uh, but uh, uh, after those two gigs, we saw. Um, Enormous rise in uh, in uh, listening on Spotify. We went from like ten thousand a month to twenty eight thousand, thirty thousand a month. Nice. So it's uh, it was a a big uprise, but yeah. that's fun. I'm I, the point of playing music is for people to listen to it, right? So uh, yeah, great. Even, even if we're not playing at the moment, it's still fun to see that people enjoy our music yeah. as much as
0: we do. So Blake, any any technical questions about this album? I know that that you've been a fan for a long time, and and uh, yeah. dig a little deeper into the, uh, uh, the the technical specifics of some of this stuff more than I do.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm really curious about. I, I feel like um, your tone was a lot sharper. Um, I don't know whether that was specifically the recording or whether you were changing amps or pedals. Was was there anything besides you know the you know obviously the organ is a huge part of the change from the previous album, but in terms of your sound and your equipment, was there anything different that you were using or were you just thinking different ways? Uh,
1: <clears throat> there was nothing different with the uh, the amp, uh, but the recordings. Uh, the recording session was a lot different because the first album we recorded at uh, my old friend, is, uh he was studying to be a musical engineer up in Dalarna in Sweden, uh, like two hours north from us. Uh, they had this big studio, a uh, really good studio, but he didn't really have the skills. <laughs> so uh, the first album, in my opinion, it's a bit... Um, uh, bland or I don't know what the word is but a bit uh, flat uh, okay. if you compare it to the second album which was recorded at Studio Wood, like translated Studio Underground uh, to English uh, uh, Juna Hassinen's, Hassinen is a great engineer there uh, that was the second album and the third album was recorded just like 10 meters from our rehearsal space again with Timmy but he's evolved as an engineer and he has this home studio. So it's a home studio segment uh, and um, the amp was recorded in the hallway outside of the studio. So we had this big, long hallway. uh, So a huge sound for the amp and cranked of course. Uh, So I think that was the difference. The amp was working a lot better, uh, more volume and uh, a bigger space. I think the hallway actually made the reverb a bit better like the room ambience.
2: I was wondering whether that was added reverb that was put in post-production or whether that was based off of the way that you recorded it.
1: We don't put any effects post-production. Really? uh, It's all as we hear.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, very cool. Um, and then I, I was really curious because I know you and I have talked a little bit about some of the, the lyrical themes for this oh. album. Um, I think they're, they're really fascinating and and I know that, you know, it would be really cool to kind of get a little bit more um, idea about kind of what this album is about, how it was written, things like that. Yeah, sure. Uh...
1: The theme, the overall theme of the album is uh, about cult, cult and cult leaders. Uh, the, the first album, if I get some, some backstory, the first album was a mismatch of uh, lyrics about mental illness and uh, drug use and whatnot. But the second album, we wanted to have like a red, uh, red line to follow. And uh, we uh, settled on the, doing about writing about serial killers Uh, because that was an interesting topic, Uh, an abundance of uh, information to to use as well. Uh, So we wanted to continue that thread uh, with the third album of having like a theme to write about. So we settled on cult and cult leaders. Uh, So it's about different aspects and uh, uh, basically like a storytelling. Uh, i like storytelling and i like i write the lyrics so i guess I decide myself <laughs> but i haven't had any uh they they've had some input on wordings and, and such and uh actually the uh, the chorus on uh malevolent invegler is uh, Stefan's work oh, awesome i made it fit to the music but uh, there was minor minor changes he had the uh the uh, lyrical <clears> idea for it and then i uh, sharpened it okay. have you
0: enjoyed writing about one thing over the other whether it's the the cults or uh serial killers or do you have a
1: no a, a i think it's enjoyable uh, for the most part it's fun to- not not fun topics don't get me wrong but, but uh, <laughs> it's interesting topics
0: yeah yeah i i'm I'm a believer of that like creativity sometimes is is a a little bit better when you put some restraints on it i mean if it's just like free for all and you can write about anything you know i I feel like your creativity stalls a little bit when you put it in a box and you go we have to write about this you know it actually lets you kind of be a little bit more creative with that space and uh i like that idea of like picking a topic writing a theme you know throughout the album stuff that's cool couldn't agree more yeah
2: yeah, is there so there's a general kind of darker theme? Is there something about that that comes from you know like listening to a lot of darker music? You know, I know you love you know some obviously you love some Sabbath, um, but you know what what kind of attracts you to that as a lyrical theme? Uh,
1: I would say that's the music. Uh, we we write songs first and then lyrics after. Uh, so we had the whole album laid out in music, but uh, I think the lyrics were written like a week prior to uh, to recording. Uh, I always tend to, to shove things in front of me <laughs> and do it <laughs> at the last minute. Uh, but uh, I think is I, I usually go into a song and then I listen to it and I get the feel of the song. Uh, and uh, just pair it with something that comes to mind and then that's go cool. from that so in this case I had uh, I'd read about different cults and uh, like the main uh, the main topic of the cult so to say uh, and then I listen to a song
0: and see if it fits and what I could do with it and then go from there that's really cool Anything interesting from your your cult research that you found? Lots, lots. I mean, listen to the album. <laughs> it's uh,
1: such bizarre people. Yeah. Uh, and I, what they you do for for for
0: for uh, the leaders?
1: Yeah, for instance, it's, it's pretty uh, fascinating.
0: Yeah, watching instance, all the documentaries on Netflix and stuff of like different cults and stuff that have happened, you know, or read, reading books about it and stuff is uh, it's always fascinating.
1: It is. I mean, like uh, divine harlotry. It's about uh, what's the cult's name? Uh, I think the cult leader was David Berg. Uh, oh, the he, the branch Davidians, right? Uh, no. Uh, wait two seconds. Uh, I think he was using girls to lure in uh, new followers. He, he called it fishing. So they, oh, they, oh, they, uh,
2: flirty fishing. It, it's. Uh... It's um let's see here. Shit. Uh...
1: I, I've listened to
2: multiple podcasts about them.
1: Yeah. I can't. It's not
2: Heaven's no, like... is it Heaven's Gate?
1: No, Heaven's Gate is uh... what was what the, the, that, that was the, the 90s, series.
0: Kool-Aid and all that kind of
2: stuff. Yeah. I wrote about that too. <laughs> uh <laughs> that was fascinating too. Strange people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that, that that's What is it that you think in terms of um, some of these, these lyrical themes, do you think is, do you think people are are kind of latching onto that? Like, you know, Church of Misery, they're really known for a lot of their stuff about like serial killers, for example. And I, I feel like they pull in a lot of people. Do you think that you're pulling in kind of some of this, kind of general popularity of true crime with some of these topics? Or um, do you think that has any kind of sway? You mean on our listen- listenership or? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe.
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't know, actually, to be honest, but uh, yeah, maybe. For us, it was just a simple way to, like you said before, uh <clears throat> To narrow it down to make it easy to write, yeah. It's not have writers block. I mean, if you have infinite possibilities, it's it's hard to pick a topic. Yeah. yeah. So yeah,
3: <clears throat> There was nothing of
1: that in mind. Uh, if that answers you, that has, Yeah, to
2: totally.
1: Has, yeah. Cool.
2: Um, I had one last question. If that's cool sure. for yeah. you, Ludwig.
1: Yeah, sure. No
2: um, what was what was the inspiration behind the uh, cover art? Because it's, it's a really fucking sick cover. Thank you. Uh,
1: okay. We were pleased with it as well. Uh, we really didn't have anything uh, clear in our minds. Uh, so we went in with an empty blanket to uh, Branca Branca Studios. Okay. Uh, and asked him to do listen to the album and, and see what you come up with. And then we went back and forth. And this this particular artwork was very fitting for us because it was like you have this hill, and on top of the hill you have these figures, and uh, to us they represented the cult leaders uh, standing above the crowd, mysterious, dark, and yeah, uh, controlling. So it was fitting, very fitting, and uh, yeah. we loved the color scheme as well. Yeah, yeah, those are cool. Looks great, in my opinion. I totally agree, man. We've always been pleased with the cover arts. It's been a shit ton of work and a lot of stress, (laughs) a lot of back and (laughs) forth, but uh, they always come out on top, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it's really excellent work. Yeah. So what do you think is next for you or anyone in the band for that matter? Uh, Or what can you tell us? Or what do you know at this point now that there's an indefinite break for Haze Maze?
1: Uh, For now, we're trying to get through uh, uh, all of the uh, merch orders. Uh, We've been struggling a bit with that, making it as efficient as possible. Sure. Uh, And after that, we'll just keep on hanging out, see each other like every other month, eat some good food, drink some beers, talk shit about each other. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We try no, to keep uh... it up like very, very loose, and um, because uh, after the uh, third recording, the third album, we uh, we felt like we hit a stop in uh, the creativity. Interesting. It, it wasn't that it wasn't that fun to write anymore. So I think this break will give us the space and the the room to, I mean, to just fuel up.
0: No, I've uh... been, ha- I've, been having,
1: I've been having some ideas going back and forth to work. Uh, and, music pops up in my head, so it seems to be working. <laughs> any, any solo albums or anything like that? Uh, being no, being No, nothing, nothing like that. Gotcha. Uh, I had this uh, minor blues project, but that's on ice too. I need right to on. focus on uh, my kids
0: and sure. my work. Right on. Well, yeah, but have a, I have I have a guitar here, so uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not done playing yeah yeah well that's good uh it's a hell of a, a hell of a way to go out if this is uh the album,
2: before <laughs> yeah, the album. go
0: out on so, top <laughs> yeah anything else blake uh ludwig anything else that you want to tell us about or, or plug or anything like that before we before we go nothing for me
2: thank you for having me it's been yeah great. thanks for coming on man this has been really cool
0: yeah really appreciate it um great album everyone go check it out and if you want to hear us talk about it uh, we're gonna with that part after this one and great work. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. All right, we're kicking off the discussion portion of this episode on Hayes Mays Blinded by the Wicked. Um, we can go around and do some introductions and we'll get rolling. Chris from Stay Dead, you want to lead us off?
4: What's up, guys? I think I might be frozen, but that's okay. That's all um. right. Like. Hey,
5: we have a thing with people freezing around here, man. I think it's all the weed. <laughs> hey, I'm good with
4: that. That's cool. Yeah, I, I play guitars for Stay Dead and, you know, music's my thing. I right
6: don't. Pat? I'm um, Pat from Monsteriff. If.
2: Blake? Uh, Blake from Iowa. Paul? What's up,
5: dude? The Cosmic motherfucking peddler <laughs>
0: ox I'm Randy and I'm Christ <laughs> There we go. That's that's a good way to keep everyone separate. We have Christ Almighty and Chris. So Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um blinded by the wicked. It came in at number 6 on our end of the year list for good reason. Any initial thoughts for those of you that, that voted this one real high on your list? It's too low on our <clears> list. list. I thought that you might might say that. I think that number five
2: was like Valley of the Sun, right? And I was like, hmm. I bet he wanted Haze Maze above that at least. Hey, nothing against Valley of the Sun. Like I I do genuinely really enjoy that Valley Blake, of the Sun album. Blake
5: likes the heavy, the heavy stuff, man. I could tell he Blake likes his music real
2: heavy. <laughs> yeah, if if it can get heavier, it, it it's all, always good. Yeah, for me. Yeah, I can tell. Um, <clears throat> but no, I mean, it literally nothing against Valley of the Sun. Like right. I, I do think Valley of the Sun yeah. was one of the ten best albums of the year. Um, that's Where did you undisputed. put this one?
0: Where did you put Haze Maze on your list?
2: Uh, I believe I had it at number four or five. Hmm. So it's it's pretty close, but. Yeah. Um, you know i i thought this was as we kind of talked about with ludwig last night you know if if haze maze is done this was a hell of a way to go out yeah um you know this this is in my opinion one of the the better albums in a while and i think i think people are going li- to be listening to this for quite a few years
5: i agree i think the heavy sabathian rock
0: mm mm-hmm. uh, yeah, very they're one of those well. bands that when they say they're Sabathian, I <laughs> actually understand it for once. Right? Sometimes there's those bands you...
2: where I go, are you? I don't know. And right? this one, I was yeah, like, yeah. Nap. But
5: with them, it, it makes perfect sense. Like you hear, it, it's like it's fucking definitely Sabathian rock. Yeah.
2: yeah. But at this, but at the same time, like I don't consider them to be a band that's just trying to play Black Sabbath covers no, put in by a no different means, tuning. Man, by no like means, they, they just they have, have a heavy Sabbath. Yes, exactly. Their
5: own very heavy, heavy style, Sabbath, but influence. you can you can feel the. I don't know there's like a, there's a thing with you know sabbath style rock and you kind of get that feeling with them
7: yeah i also hear a pretty huge alice in chains uh vibe going on i don't know if you guys agree or not but
0: um, um i did not think that but that's interesting yeah i'll have to listen for it next time i didn't that didn't come to mind when i was listening to it but yeah
7: it, it really like it really stands out for me in the uh, guitar solo tones when yeah. he uses the wah pedal uh Man, like that, I, I love Alison Chains, and uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of of uh, Dirt, especially, but all of Alison Chains stuff. But uh, to me, like they rated the Breakwater between Sabbath and Alison Chains, and, and mm. in the best possible way.
4: Mm. Yeah, I think right off the bat, like that first song, even almost had like an Orange Goblin kind of feel to it that's uh that uh, that's what made me I, I was like where are these guys from so i went and checked it out and i was like oh my god another amazing band from sweden why does sweden pumped out so much good music oh my yeah. god that that yeah,
6: opening
2: did. riff for the for the record is incredible
6: yeah
2: yeah, I uh, I one time asked Ludwig, uh, this was several months ago. He and I have been friends for a while, and I was like, "Is is there something in the fucking water in Sweden that, <laughs> that is, you know, leading you guys to just all apparently be incredible, you know, heavy musicians?" Uh, and he was like, "No, it's the isolation and the cold." <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, yeah.
5: makes sense, man. That, that that's why all those great albums came out after the pandemic. Yeah. True. True isolation man
6: i i appreciated the the segment that uh ryan and blake the one that you did with him uh, because there was like stuff that i'd missed that i wasn't aware of like the like the cult and serial killer uh influence there and i was like oh great like i didn't read the lyrics yet i'll go read the lyrics and i couldn't find them and i was i was super bummed but uh, i love that as a theme and it's super fitting um, sonically, uh, for, for what's going on in the instruments here.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't would find it, them either. I was hoping they would be just heavily available on Bandcamp, but they weren't. But after he said that, I was like, I need to go back and like listen to like this serial killer theme
2: throughout this <laughs> album, which is pretty cool. Thanks to the Cosmic Peddler, I have the vinyl, so I can go grab it and get the lyric sheet if you guys want me to. But that, that's... There you go. That would be
7: super cool. I, I went through the same problem. I really wanted to know what the lyrics were because... They're just just cloaked enough where you can't really make out all the words. I find, yeah. not in a bad way or anything, but uh, I would love
0: to know what the words are. Everybody, go head to Cosmic Peddler and pick up a uh,
6: copy. Pick up your copy
5: today, man. I'll give you a discount. <laughs> <laughs> discount code up. to follow. <laughs>
6: yeah, yeah.
5: Um, I do have all their cassette tapes, man, and I and, and I still do have because I because c- c- I made their uh, cassette tape of this album. And, and I actually made all their cassette tapes. I redid them all in a box set. I think I might have one box set left. I don't know. But um, I, I, I still have a bunch of cassette tapes if anybody's interested.
0: Cool. That's a that's a decent segue. Um, how does this compare to some of their other albums? It, to me, it sounded a lot different, although I don't know their older material super well. Um, how does this compare for people that have been longtime Hayes Maze fans? Are
7: you- mm-hmm. The production is is phenomenal, in my
0: opinion. Um,
7: I, I think so. For me, like I often put all their albums into one playlist, and then I just hit shuffle. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, it stuff comes comes through. So I don't really know, but if I, I wouldn't really be able to say, like, you know, specifically. But I know the earlier stuff doesn't quite have the same fullness as that as this album. To me, uh, I really love the production, though. I, I I really dig. I don't I don't know who who did produce it.
2: Their buddy. It was it was the same guy that produced the first album, uh, produced this one, um, oh. and Ludwig was was kind of explaining that essentially um, they weren't the biggest fans of the first album sound because it sounded a little flat. Right. Uh, but the same guy essentially got better, just like yeah. they got better. Right, um, that happens. And, and so they, they brought him.
5: Yeah, they brought him back in in Jenston's or something.
2: Um and so a lot of these recordings like for example the guitars uh they they recorded in a hallway where mm. there's there's no effects and there's no after production effects put on the recording at all. Yeah. Um that was interesting. it's just natural acoustics.
7: That's amazing man. because the the album sounds like there's it sounds like there's a lot of like uh amazing effects on it but not overproduced <laughs> in any way like it, the production is really kind of natural sounding. Yeah, looks like an old, like a, an older kind of classic rock album in some ways. Like mm-hmm. it breathes; that. it breathes like not an overproduced album would.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't. It also doesn't sound like it was on a like an answering machine, like early, oh, no. like, like Uncle Acid albums that are like super yeah. early, like just sound like they were l- real lo fi production, and then the newer ones sound a little bit more polished and stuff. So I appreciate that they aimed for somewhere in the middle of that.
5: <laughs> i was really excited to be able to um, see them grow because I started off with them on Cursed Tongue and um, really hated to see Curse Tongue leave because that was such a great record label. But um, I was really excited when it came out on, on, on Curse Tongue and um, to see them grow through the three albums and then to end up on, on Heavy Psych and then to, to produce this one, um, like like, like the other guy said, um, it, much more fullness in this album. Where the you know the first ones you could see, you could feel the the rawness, um, but but then you saw them, you know, you know, mature uh, to a more full album with the end one.
2: Yeah, there's a definite progression from album yeah, one to album yeah, two, and then from album you two to it, album man. three.
5: Yeah, you saw it, dude. I'm, I was really shocked when when they said they wasn't going to play no more.
2: Did Did Ludwig talk
7: at all about? The types of guitars, pedals, amps, anything like that? Because man, like, the guitar sound is really excellent on sound.
2: So I, I can tell you a little bit about that. Um, Ludwig is real big into SGs and lawsuit guitars. Okay. Um, so he's big into Greco and Bernie uh, getting the actual lawsuit ones, not the, the new, you know, Greco's. Um, as for effects, it's literally just his Marshall really yeah um it's uh i've never actually seen this model of marshall before he sent me a a picture of it after we recorded last night um we were kind of talking about different types of gear and it's uh, a jmp uh, marshall jmp okay
7: he, he must have used wah at some point, though. I definitely hear wah
2: at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think there's wah. But I, I, I think in, when, I, when I say like they didn't use effects, like they weren't using distortion pedals and stuff. Wow. That's, that's cool. Yeah, so it's, it's just pushing an amp at max volume is how they got their sound.
7: And then just natural room reverb.
2: Yep. Cool
0: pretty fucking metal i like that
5: nice
0: (laughs) i mean it's old school
7: yeah
5: Yeah, that's that that that, that sabathian feel that that we were talking about you you, you know
0: so this might sound like maybe a dumb question but what is it about this album that separates them so far apart from the other quote-unquote sabathian type bands that go for this kind of sound but didn't make it to number six on the year end list or number three or whatever. Like there's plenty of them out there. There's plenty of bands doing a a similar sound to this. What is it about this one, either musically or lyrically or production wise or a combination of all those things uh, that make it such a a year end top 10 album?
5: I think visibility helps out a lot, man. You know, you know the visibility that they acquired from being on heavy psych sounds and that just, you know, getting out there helps out a lot, I think. So so they were at that level where they were able to right. get there. To yeah, they do, they
0: do seem to have a really good reputation. I mean, I know a lot of people were yeah. psyched when this one was coming out and, and all that. So
5: yeah.
3: For myself, uh, it really came down to the vocals and the 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 way it kind of uh gave this haunting but really wonderfully Sympathian, I guess we could say, sound. <laughs> um, it really touched a lot of uh <laughs> Feels for me into my '90s grunge that was a lot slowed down, but yet there was that just that um, catch to me. Whereas uh, I think a lot of bands that don't make my top tens or top twenties, it it almost does come down to the vocals for me. Yeah,
0: yeah there's let's, certain, take, let's there's a take a sh- shot every time we say Sabathian, <laughs> By the way, everyone take a <laughs> shot. <laughs>
3: there's
7: a certain kind of sinister element to the vocals that I really mm-hmm. dig. That kind of sets them apart and. I really like the way that he uh, that the whole band takes their time. Like the, the the music really breathes. It's not trying to like be fast and you know overpoweringly heavy in any way. Like it just it's like they're 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 just kind of doing what they're what they're doing without trying to prove anything to anybody. Yeah. And it's, I don't. It's not not a really articulate way to kind of explain what I mean. You almost have to experience it. But it's like it it takes its time. Yeah. There's other stuff. Maybe sounds a bit.
3: Rushed or forced. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: I guess some of the other bands that have that similar sound, it's always one thing that stands out to me that I don't like. And it's always like, there's too much organ or something. And this one Mm -hmm. was a good amount. The production's too shitty. And this one was great. The vocals just aren't right. And these vocals felt right to me. It's always like one thing that sticks out. Whereas this album just got it right across the board, I guess.
2: I mean, at the the end of the day, what it sounds like is it sounds fucking professional. Mm -hmm. Agreed. It, it sounds like people who really dedicated themselves to their craft and decided to deliver, um, a, you know, a really fully developed product. Um, you know, it, it it's not, it, it doesn't have that kind of demo like quality that I think you sometimes get out of these quote unquote Sabathian bands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing against that. I think raw recordings can be cool, but you know, I I do think you should put some effort into it. Yeah, I was Um, curious
0: how you would feel about the production,
2: Blake, because I think
0: you've mentioned on this podcast you like your Doom to sound a little lo-fi, if I remember correctly.
2: I mean, I don't know that I would – if I had to choose a genre, maybe I would choose Doom to describe Haze Maze. But Mm -hmm. I I think they're more of like a classic hard rock band.
6: Mm -hmm. And I think think that's –
2: yeah, I think Ludwig would be more likely to say that they're 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 you know kind of a a hard rock band as opposed to you know a doom metal band.
0: So it has to be doom specific to you to be like a low production. Not,
2: ne- not necessarily. I, I, I mean, I, it's one of the things <laughs> that I do enjoy, but I also enjoy you know my nineteen nineties Alice in Chains production that's about sure. as polished as it gets. So. You know, I think it, it depends on the songs. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah, so yeah. there's a lot going on in this album. And so you need that that high level of production.
7: Yeah. I'd agree with you, Blake. It's not really like, doesn't have a lot of doom elements, but it has that sinister evil quality to it. Yes. That maybe, you know, kind of uh, get, make a doom-esque or,
4: mm-hmm. you
7: know, doom, a little bit doom, but it, it's very much rock and yeah. in the pure rock sense.
4: I found it like nice and chunky. That's some (laughs) good chunky parts, some (laughs) chuggy parts, which I love. Did you say
6: chuggy or chunky? I said both, actually, chunky and (laughs) chuggy. I
7: love the chuggy.
4: Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think that's sort of what set it apart from. If if you're going to pile them into the the Doom thing, which I don't think I would necessarily do that either. I see some Doom elements for sure in them. There are some droney kind of elements, but. Overall, I'm kind of with these guys. Like they're, they are definitely have an upbeat certain feel at times, and almost an Orange Goblin kind of rock feel at times.
0: Okay. Well, I don't want anyone at home to get sober, so let's say Sabathian a few more times real quick. Sabathian.
3: <laughs> Sabathian.
0: <laughs> I, I
6: think that uh, the, the, to, to chime in on this one, I think this album is just so well developed. It's, it's very easy to say, I'm going to write a Sabathian album, so then you have a song and the song structure is here's the guitar here's the bass the drums come in and we're going to do that for four minutes and then we're going to repeat that for 12 tracks and listening through this album every song is distinct each song yeah. has its own fingerprint and so there's there's no boringness uh, throughout this
5: record yeah. yeah yeah there's really not i like that
4: little <laughs> metal they did in the middle too that was a good break yeah.
5: i think blake got on the head and we talked about the professionalism of this this band and um and, and i'm sure that'll be seen in the interview that you guys had but um they're, they're a very professional band who take their craft very seriously and i think it was shown in this album
2: very much so yeah, yeah i i uh Stay dead, Chris. You were mm. you were right about that that kind of middle interlude. Um, I, don't, I don't recall. I think it's like in Latin. The title, yeah. or Something like that. Don't even and ask
4: like, me to try to. The acoustic yeah. piece
2: that that's like Orchid from Black oh, Sabbath or something I like that. You know, voice. they're they're doing the the light and shade elements that Tony Iommi always said was the real key to having the. Here we go again, Sabbathian sound. Mm. Um, Damn it! <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> Sectatores or
7: principes, principes.
5: Yeah, so I, was, I, I didn't want to say it, dude.
4: Gold star for you, sir.
7: <laughs> <Secretaries>.
4: <laughs> I couldn't do it.
7: Principes. Yeah. I know. I don't know if you guys looked it up, but I, I, I know what it means.
4: Oh, what does it mean?
7: You want to know? <laughs> it means uh, followers and leaders.
4: Oh, well, that's cool.
7: Which I guess you know, I guess kind of plays into that. Um, Uh, cult leader cult you know serial killer thing that was going on right
0: he said this one was about mostly serial killers
2: right blake and it was no 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 no.
7: uh
2: album two is about serial killers album three is about cults and cult leaders oh okay i had it mixed up followers and leaders gotcha
4: this is the first i've actually heard of them and i'm i'm sold i I even (laughs) i texted ryan earlier the week i'm like this
7: is awesome yeah so I'm a huge fanboy of these guys.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah uh, Ox, um, you said something on a previous episode, kind of about how your artwork was based on. Well, was it based on this specifically, or did it just happen to be uh, a little similar?
7: Oh no! I, I so I was obsessed with this album when it came out, and I played it nonstop over and over and over and over again, and um, it's it definitely has influenced my songwriting, and uh, so as an homage to the album and the band, uh, the Blue Mountains, we use the Blue Mountains on our album cover as well. Gotcha. And it's funny because I don't know who it was from the band, reached out and said, neat album cover on one of our posts. And I didn't <laughs> know he was being sarcastic. So I just said, hey, full disclosure, we stole those Blue Mountains as it you guys." Yeah,
0: that's funny. Uh, Bronca Studios is who made this album. Yeah, I love Bronca Studios. Yeah, lots of good stuff. It's a pretty, pretty Doom album cover, I would say.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely, it looks like a Doom album. (laughs) Yeah.
4: That has that that leader and follower kind of thing going on Mm -hmm. on it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Right. Mm -hmm. Staring you down.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think what's interesting is uh, that I think the the light, the brightness of some of the colors, you know, like having that kind of. I'm colorblind, so I'm guessing that's blue. Um, you know, it, it you're kind of used to like red and black as a doom mm. cover, or black and white or black and gray or stuff like that. And I think yeah. it's kind of shows that they're, they know that they're kind of lumped in with doom and so they they definitely have that kind of visual mm-hmm. experience. But the colors, I feel like show we're a little different.
5: I'm
7: gonna yeah, throw out a, I'm gonna throw out a little theory. I just just came to me now. So I was reading about cults last night, and um, what's the cult where they all killed themselves so they would be ascended into like a Heaven's uh, Gate?
4: Heaven's Gate yeah. Yeah. Heaven's Gate, yeah.
7: Heaven's Gate. So I'm going to throw out a theory that this is because they, they were to become aliens. Maybe mm-hmm. this is the place where they've gone, and uh, you know, these are the aliens now that they've become because, like, it kind of has that otherworldly like uh, sci-fi almost look but like a 70s sci-fi
2: look to it to me
0: right we We can talk about heaven's gate uh, with ludwig a little bit didn't we blake i don't i don't know yeah and
2: and also just for the the listeners who are are now hearing the second part of this as uh ludwig and and i stumbled around trying to name the cult uh that was fishing for followers it was children of god so there is a song about children of god as well there you go yeah We discovered that about five minutes after we stopped taping. So, (laughs) yeah, I I think it's it's an interesting approach, Um, you know. And we we kind of asked him this. I I phrased the question pretty shittily, but um,
4: love that that word.
2: Yeah, I I love it too. I love all swear words. (laughs) Um, But whether kind of the the rise of true crime and popularity, you know, whether they thought that had any effect on the popularity of the album and he was pretty much like i don't know um <laughs> but you know i i do think it, it's uh it's kind of smart to talk about something that's culturally relevant you know you don't you don't get a lot of that in doom uh or the heavy underground per se you know i don't know how many very people personal. i don't know how many people like
0: figured this thread out in this album or any of their albums that there's like a common theme across them. I mean, the lyrics aren't necessarily readily available, as we found out. Um, I don't always listen to the lyrics closely, at least the first couple times that I listened to an album. I had no idea this was about cults, so I don't know that most people would draw that conclusion without like that inside information. But like he said, it certainly makes writing uh, easier, more enjoyable. You know, to have a focus on what you're writing about, not just having this broad spectrum of anything goes, you know, to find a focus and, and stick with it through through each
4: album. It's, it's also not a not challenge, much. too. It's,
7: it's not much. easy to write about a subject, per se, like, you know, having written many songs, writing something that is about something specific and making it work is a difficult thing to do.
4: That's exactly where I was going, too. Trying <laughs> focus on on one subject for 50 minutes or something you know it's that's mm-hmm.
0: tough I don't know what you're talking about a little bit he must have done a lot of research on serial killers and cults which must
2: have been fun <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean there are worse things to read about <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean <laughs> it, it literally is fun
0: I mean I watch I watch plenty of things about serial killers and cults so Yeah just
7: a nut for it man
6: do you think we'll we'll see Hayes Maze as uh, guests on like Crime Junkies and other uh, podcasts? <laughs> I'm gonna guess no. I would listen to that.
0: it would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, any uh, final thoughts on on this album?
5: Favorite song.
6: Luciferian oh, Wright was my favorite.
5: The divine Harlotry. You have a I, like, I like all of the songs. Okay,
3: there's, there's
7: a pretty solid album all the way
2: through. From I, did, man. I, just, I, don't know. I I think my favorite is the final song, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce. It's Malevolent in Fagler. In Va- yeah. yeah,
5: Malevolent
2: Yeah. I have a bunch of degrees in words, and I can't pronounce a, a word from a, a doom band.
4: That, that <laughs> second song, with that chunky that intro. Was- anything that makes me want to start kicking babies
2: I'm like yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
7: yeah so i i think uh song three probably ethereal delusion is the one that like immediately stands out for me where um i just like that that chugging part i like i like how grimy and slow and like the tempo doesn't it just plods along in the grimiest most you know great way and uh, and the outro solo is phenomenal like i I love that outro part so much so but i do love
0: the whole album yeah i think that we named just about every song on there as our favorite uh, so I, that's a good
2: sign man that's a good sign yeah. of, of an album <laughs> but, uh, i mean i think that says that there's a lot to to listen to here you know there's, I, I there's a, a lot of depth and quality
7: yeah did he talk at all about the name of the first song the meaning of that in the Night of the Night for the Dark or something I think it's called? We didn't talk about it. Maybe I'll write him and ask him what it means. In the Night of the Light for the Dark. In the Night of the Light for the Dark, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. It's an odd title. It is an odd title. Uh, it's almost like a little funny. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't
1: know. But
3: in the stream of occultism, I feel like that would have an actual um, meaningful strike into the night of the light you know, you're talking about ascending to a greater um, like when you're talking about like heaven's gate and stuff, they're always looking for some greater purpose or greater design than what we live in and so the night of the light or the dark, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's an idea that they're in that belief that they are something higher than, holier than, better than against his followers, but then that's the darkness, it's like, you know it turns into something less than enlightening you know, yeah. yeah. Just as a definitely poetic. Oh, big time.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, with some other episodes, we gave it a uh, a ranking, one out of ten, but I don't know that we need to do that since we already put it at number six on our end of the year list. So probably not really necessary, but it sounds like it was pretty high up there for most of us. Very Very so. Amazing. Nine, mm-hmm. ten, eight, somewhere on there everybody. Yeah,
5: I think I was like a great. five or six. I
0: think I don't remember. You put it on your list, <laughs> five or list. six, or like you think six. it is a five out of ten? It was like a five
5: or six on my list. I think.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. All righty. Final thoughts. <laughs> Anything else?
7: Well, I'm gonna hold my breath and hope that someday we'll see Hayes Maze back together. I don't know if that's a possibility, but
0: yeah. he sounded he sounded open to it. I think that they're taking some time with their families and stuff. It wasn't a, a bad breakup or anything. So cool. we'll cross our fingers and hopefully see them again in a few years, maybe. Mm. Right.
5: they If probably come back with something badass.
0: Yeah. Did they ever tour North America?
7: No. So they're they never came across. See that I would love to see them live. I've actually never even looked for footage of them playing live.
5: Dude, there's so many bands yeah, that don't get to come over here and, and uh, play. Yeah, I think that's like the biggest thing, you know, for for me that I see that I really don't like is it seems like a lot of bands can easily go over to Europe and play from America, but a lot of overseas bands can't get over here. Um, and even talking to them and trying to help them through the process, I have numerous times, um, it's very difficult. So. Right.
7: We're one of those what? 40 bands, <laughs> and uh, so I know getting down there to get a work visa to, to play down yeah, there—it's
5: painful, yeah. man. Yeah, it's expensive. It's painful. Yeah, it's well, painful. it's
2: it's a work visa, and then there's also the fact that these European bands are in Europe where they can make a lot of money playing live, and yeah. then they come to America, and we just don't have the same level of enthusiasm for for some of this music, you know. Right. Um, it's not that there's not not definitely enthusiasm in America for the heavy underground um, but it's not fucking Europe yeah
4: i say we all move to Sweden <laughs> I'm not sure bad. the Swedes
2: yeah. would love that
3: <laughs>
4: yep. Yep. I think they'll build a wall, keep the Americans up
3: <laughs> yes we're Canadian, we're in right yeah i've
5: already touched on that (laughs) Uh, so what's next
0: well if that's it for for haze maze um everybody why don't you tell uh everybody what you're up to and want to plug anything and and we'll wrap this one up and we'll talk about what we're doing next episode chris from stay dead you want to lead us off on that
4: yeah, we're finally getting ready to drop our our next single, finally, next week or the week after. I'm um, right. just getting the final touches from Esben on it right now. And then Brian hooked me up with uh, Erica Fur, who's going to um, join us now. She's helping me write another song now. Um, so we're looking forward to that. Awesome. And some other cool stuff. Yeah, we have a, a, an EP we're working on um, that'll be out hopefully by June-ish. Um, I think it's just going to be a ton of collaborations with people.
0: Yeah. It sounds like you've got quite the uh, the lineup so far from yeah. what I've heard. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Cool. Pat?
6: There's uh, always new content every week on Monster Riff. Uh, lately have been working with a couple bands on single premieres. Um, so by the time this comes out, I think we'll have two uh, at the beginning of January. Um, so come check out Monster Riff for some... Uh, insights perspectives and opinions and satire now and satire now thanks to <laughs> thanks large part to Ryan
4: hilarious stuff that's
2: been fun I yeah. do enjoy it That's awesome thanks guys yeah. Blake I uh, should have an announcement in the next uh, week or two about uh, the next album I know I keep teasing that but now things are kind of uh, the balls really rolling. Uh, on Spotify, if you go to my profile, I have a playlist of songs that will kind of hint at some of what's to come. Uh, I called it Songs That Influence the Second Album. Really creative title. That makes sense. Um,
3: nice.
2: Yeah. You know, I'm a real wordsmith. Uh, <laughs> so check that out and uh, yeah, give a follow. Cool. Paul? Paul?
5: Wow. I think this is going to be a blowout year, man. There's a lot going on. Um, I signed on to doing record shows all over Texas. So I'm going to be showing up at record shows. I'll be at stoner jam this year with uh, Tom from Duels running stoner jam in Austin. That's a South by Southwest. I'll be there with him. I'm, I'm, I'm already locked in for ripple fest. I'm going to set up at ripple fest, which will be also in Austin. And, um, not a hundred percent confirmed on this, but um, my sources are pretty good telling me that there's probably going to be a heavy psych sounds fest in in Houston, and mm-hmm. uh, and um and and of course I'll be in that one. Um, that's not a hundred percent confirmed, but I feel pretty confident it's in the works. Um, so more on that one, and then I I I'm going like month three on my new store. So I just opened up a new store here in San Antonio. I'm going like month three on that. I'm, I'm starting to see a lot of people coming in and uh, getting excited about what I have to offer. So that's good. And, um,
0: if people wanted to buy this record, for example, can they go to your online store and grab that from
5: you? Uh, yes. So I do have, dude, I even got copies. I, I have some copies that I got not too long ago. I went back to Curse tongue and I, I've I've been trying to get some of his last stuff, man. Cause I thought, Everything he put out was was phenomenal, and uh, and and I still got some of the fir- the second press and cursed tongue versions of the first album too. So I got the first album, you know, the second album, and um, and I probably need to restock on the, on the new one. But I do have you know cassette tapes, and I got CDs and stuff too.
6: Right on. Maybe yeah. getting up for those.
5: Yes. For the for all the haze maze. <laughs>
7: Box. Yeah. Uh, yeah, next week, we start our first uh, tour with Sons of Arrakis and a bunch of other bands.
0: Oh, yeah, nice. I've seen those posts. Awesome. Right
7: now. Good lineup. That you guys are They're running bad. around. With. Like cool. It's going to be a blast, man. I'm really excited about it. So we do the Ontario leg of the tour in January. We take a month off and do the Quebec leg of the tour in March. So it's going to I'm excited about it. And Very then
3: cool. Richard just happens to be over my birthday. So it's still a good time.
7: And then uh, the rest of the year is filling up quickly. We got some some really good shows um, with a bunch of cool bands. Uh, we, we're opening for Geezer in May. Oh, cult nice, yes. missions In August, hopefully. Um, that's not solidified, but it's, I'm crossing <laughs> my fingers. Nice. Uh, just, yeah, a whole list of other bands. So 2023 is looking so far. Hell yeah!
4: Awesome some
7: stuff that's kind of uh, right on the conveyor belt, before the conveyor belt, like that we will probably be able to talk about next
0: time. Cool, looking forward to it. All right, everybody, go check out uh, Haze Maze, Blinded by the Wicked, and we'll talk to you later.
3: Later, yes. later boys. Right on, guys.